I got a wacky story. Oh, I've got a cult devoted to a cult. No, hang on, that's a misprint. Hello. Welcome to Date Fight. Yes. It's the podcast that takes great moments that occurred on this day yes, in history it does. and pitches them against each other. He's Jake, yeah. I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have taken two of the cars of history and are racing them down the road of entertainment into your brain garage. Well done, because I was convinced that the sort of the bile-heavy experiences you've had in the last 48 <laughs> hours going to inform they your, would leak into your, your yeah. metaphor for today my metaphors yeah well done, nope. well done. just just happy clarkson-esque stuff good containment thanks absolutely compartmentalize everything <laughs> this is this everything else could fall apart Round one. i'm going to take you to the t- <laughs> 25th of February 1956, when Nikita Khrushchev stood up at the 20th Congress of the Communist Party of the United Socialist Soviet R- R- USSR, whatever that is, and he gave a speech denounce- denouncing Stalin's cult of personality. Stalin had, of course, by that point been dead for three or four years, but still, even after all that time, no one had dared say... I don't think he was very nice. <laughs> but in 1956... And that's how I want my life to be, all right? Yes, for everyone to fear talking about Jake for three years you wait after another he's in the ground. four years, all right? And then you can say it. Mate, they're already at it. Do they? <laughs> what? Chortle's got your obituary lined up. Um, oh, Chortle, oh, Chortle. <laughs> Steve Bennett's very kind about you, isn't Do they? It? Oh, um, yeah. It's a five, but it reads like a two. <laughs> So, Khrushchev stood up and he said he meant, well, he told people what Stalin had done because no one apparently knew before, although I'm not sure that's entirely true. He listed the purges of the 1930s and said it was all due to Stalin's cult of personality in which he built himself up at the expense of the country and the party. He called Beria, who was Stalin's head of the secret police, the enemy of the party. He mentioned the deportations of whole populations. Um, and he said that the songs devoted to Stalin and the city names devoted to Stalin and the purges were all signs that Stalin really only liked Stalin and had no commitment to the United, to the Soviet Union. Um, the audience was shocked at first. Um, some people laughed. Some people applauded. Some people apparently were so shocked they had heart attacks while listening to the speech. Wow. Others went home and swiftly committed suicide, finding out that everyone now knew all the things they'd been involved with. The speech led to days of protests and rioting in Georgia which the Red Army crushed, which I think is a great way to celebrate the fact that you're newly open and not up for purges anymore by crushing one of your local populations with your army. <laughs> it was fairly, devast- fairly devastating for the left in the West because lots of people have been saying, oh, well, Stalin's very misunderstood. I mean, look, in the war, he helped us beat Hitler. Stalin's And then when Khrushchev said, no, actually, Stalin isn't brilliant at all, a lot of people had to go, oh, no, that's Stalin. I was talking about Jeff Stalin, who owns the shop. <laughs> At the end of the road. Stalin Moss. The Communist Party in America lost 30,000 members in a week. Uh, it led to the split between China and the Soviet Union. Um, and hopes for a less authoritarian communism in Russia, which were quelled by the end of the year when the tanks had rolled into Hungary to crush the revolution. There. I'm just saying that leaving a political movement mm. based on a certain philo- philosophy... Yes. ...because someone has described how a previous person was a cult of personality... Is only really reinforcing the idea that it's led by a personality. <laughs> well, think, Do you see what I'm yes, saying? Yes, I mean, the fact that still to this day, lots of people have pictures of Stalin and there's a huge uh, resurgence of Stalin memorabilia and Stalin nostalgia in 
Russia tends to point out that, yes, it probably was a cult of personality and one that large parts of Russia are still suffering from. Anyway, that's my thing. Great. Khrushchev denouncing Stalin's cult of personality, completely changing the face of communism in Russia by blaming all the bad stuff on one person who's dead and can't answer back. (laughs) I'm going to take you to the 25th of February 1982. And if you're British, I feel like you should... Uh, play the Grain Chill theme tune right about now. Uh, because bow, 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 bow. Thank you very much. We haven't got a license for that, Nat. You can't do that, mate. Don't do that, Literally, any money we've generated no, from this I... podcast, we've now got to pay. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's a good day for British school kids as it is ruled that beating school children against their parents' wishes is a violation of the Human Rights Convention. Yay! Unfortunately, my parents were very enthusiastic about the whole thing. Oh, no, definitely do beat him. Beat him harder, if anything. It is, uh, yeah, it's a legally binding decision. I kind of vaguely remember, because I was probably about nine, eight or nine when it it happened. Mm. I remember thinking, oh, that's a relief. There are no rules anymore. It's a world turned upside down. I can do anything. Yeah. Now... You would think this is a great thing, wouldn't you? Like, uh, it was a, mm. a case, a court battle brought forward by two mothers from Scotland. Right. Uh, because the Regional Education Authority in Strathclyde refused to guarantee that uh, the 11-year-old son of one of them would not be beaten with the, <laughs> I think it's a Towser, Towser, a leather strap. That's, that's a very low bar to set yourself. I mean, if you're yeah. taking your dog to the kennels you might want to say can you guarantee that my dog won't be beaten yeah. i'm very sorry mrs Cameron, no. but i, I kind of guarantee it <laughs> what if what if a burglar comes in and starts beating everyone with tawsers i mean then what will my yeah. guarantee look like i remember mrs mccluskey <laughs> yeah uh caning someone on the hand mm. i think May- in grain chill yeah. and it was one of the most shocking scenes i'd ever seen now that was not the end of caning no Caning was finally banned in 1986, and David Hart, mm. who was General Secretary for the National Association of Head Teachers, yeah. uh, said the judgment, which did not ban caning, yeah. would cause confusion in schools. And he said, <laughs> and I quote, My advice to members is, carry on caning! <laughs> no matter what. Finally banned in 1986. As an encouragement. Unless wow. you're in private school. You could still be caned up to 1998. Yeah, no, you could still still be caned. But you'd have to pay for that privilege. (laughs) As is right and proper. (laughs) Happy birthday to Blanche of Portugal. She was the infanta of Spain, uh, who later became a nun, but... Also, but she founded the city of Briviesca. She laid out all the streets, she bought the whole thing, she wrote its foundation documents. Well done, Blanche of Portugal. She was born today in 1259. Happy birthday to Sun Myung Moon, who founded the Moonies religion. He claimed to be a messiah, and in 1982 he was convicted of knowingly providing false tax returns. That's Sun Myung Moon. Oh, who also said gay people were dirty, dung-eating dogs and said gays will be eliminated and was close friends with many US presidents. Why is it these people always get done on tax? Like, it's the only yeah. thing, isn't it? Because they're very, very greedy. Is it basically that you could do anyone on tax? I re- yeah, if you go through everyone's you, receipts. You know what I mean? Like, it's impossible to get it yeah. right. Yeah, you could do anyone on tax. It's like, if you can't get them for what they really yeah, did. that's what they'll get you on. Jake, this uh, train ticket to go and do a gig in... Huh? <laughs> huh? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so you got a taxi yeah, across yeah, town no, to go to the same. Could you yeah. not have walked? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and no one showed up, which is why there's no documentary evidence <laughs> to support it. <clears throat> Come on, that bit's yeah. true. <laughs> Happy birthday to Rashida Jones, actress and screenwriter from Parks and Recreation, who co-wrote Toy Story 4, but also was a backing vocalist for Maroon 5. Happy Death Day to Paul Reuter, the pioneer of telegraphy, whose wire service now means that you can receive terrible news from around the world in mere seconds. Are you okay, mate? Are you all right? Yeah, Are it's you fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No. Happy Death Day to Bill Paxton, who was in Aliens, where he said, Game over, man, game over. Well, it is, isn't it, now, Bill? <laughs> It is. I'm amazed you didn't cite Twister, uh, his magnum opus. Yeah. <laughs> Does he do? Did he say something that is death related in that? Pro- probably. That wind is a killer. He said. It wills now. <laughs> <laughs> Happy death day to Antipode and ball knocker Sir Don Bradman. <laughs> Who is he? What is that? He's a cricketer. He's meant to be the best don't batsman worry, in the world. Care. I don't Who cares? Care. Who cares? If you do care, take a look at yourself. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Starling. Well, it's not any jollier. I'm going to take oh. you to the 25th of February, 1836. Ooh. And one of the worst iterations of one of the worst things of all time is granted a patent. Samuel Colt Ah. gets a patent for the Colt revolver. Mm. Uh, His guns were considered pretty much the worst of all time. Right. Uh, They were (laughs) terrible. Uh, So he, uh, he decided to start working on a rifle and a pistol Mm -hmm. in uh, 1832 and the first completed pistol exploded when it was fired Mm. Ah, we'll iron out these kinks who fired it? Uh, I I don't know I'm I'm guessing he used a piece of string please tell me he hid behind a log I don't know he hired someone okay Um, well people had actual slaves so maybe it wasn't a piece of string Uh, so his dad was financing it and then his dad was like I just watched that gun blow up I'm not giving you any more money so (laughs) it was meant to do that yeah so in instead he called himself the celebrated Dr. Colt of New York, London and Calcutta <laughs> and earned a living doing touring demonstrations of laughing gas. What? Yeah. His his rationale was, um, if I get seen as a man of science, <laughs> then people will really like my idea of my scientific revolver. <laughs> <laughs> and so he started on street corners and in the end he was playing like lecture halls and museums. Wait, hang and on, stuff. hang on, no, no, no. Men of science don't do science on street corners. Yes, that's not the way it works. They yes, that's right. <laughs> step right up, step right up for some science, ladies and gentlemen. I got some science here. Yes. Well, that's not the way it works. He gained such notoriety as a public speaker that mm. uh, there was a, an epidemic of cholera on a riverboat and everyone was like, Doctor, there's, a, there's Dr. Carl, it's a doctor. Get the <laughs> he can make us all laugh and forget us. about the cholera. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Anyway, uh, he went on to make lots of guns, lots mm. and lots of guns, more than 30 million pistols, revolvers and rifles. Wow. Firing millions upon millions of bullets. Wow. At people, among other things. Well, thanks, Dr. Colt. Cheers, Sam. Nice one. Well, I'm going to take you to something that doesn't kill people. 
it saves people. I'm going to take you to the 25th of February, 1939, when the first Anderson shelter was built. Oh, wow. At a house in Islington in 1939, February the 25th, the first Anderson shelter was unveiled. Uh, Sir John Anderson had uh, overseen its development. He was a career civil servant who'd later become an MP. He'd later become a Chancellor of the Exchequer. And during the firebombing of London in November 1940, he would be in the Faraday building, which was where the cabinet went where there was an air raid. And the flames got close enough to it that the army almost blew up all the buildings around it to protect the Faraday building, but didn't quite have to. Um, the Anderson Shelter, 27% of Londoners had an, uh, an Anderson Shelter, 9% used public shelters, 4% used underground stations, and the other 60% said they'd rather die in their beds. Wow. Is that true? Some of them did, of course. Yeah. yeah that's the truth. 50,000 of them did. Um, but the effectiveness of the Anderson Shelter can be seen by the fact that although German bombing of the UK killed 50,000 people, uh, British bombing of Germany killed 500,000 people. Crikey. So the Anderson Shelter was essentially six pieces of corrugated steel, some curved, which you put together and then buried under a foot of dirt in your back garden. Um, and it was, it worked really well. It was an incredible piece of engineering and was cheap and it allowed there to be a blitz spirit because without it, of course, there would just be dead people instead. So it allowed London to survive the first blitz and the V1 and V2 attacks, although it wasn't so effective against V2s, 1944 to 45. Anyway, it meant the Battle of Britain was won by Britain, not by Germany. Well done, it. And there are still some in some back gardens today, aren't there? Yes, they still stand up because they were were made good sheds after the war. You could buy, if you had one, you were meant to give it back, but if you paid a nominal fee, you could hang on to it. And so people tended to dig them up and use them as sheds. Amazing. Well, that's a lovely uh, positive story to end on, I guess. Although I'm trying not to think about <laughs> trying not to think about Dresden now. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. Yeah. Uh, thank you very Let's much. Let's have the song. What? My song. Don't you dare go without listening to my song. I can't believe you wrote a song in the middle of mopping up three <laughs> humans worth of sick. Well, uh, it may you may hear the impact of that. Yeah. Did you get a lot out of your system with the song? <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay. That's fine. It's it's cathartic in some ways. Yeah, emetic in others. Yeah. Cool. Well, here it is. <laughs> I like to party, step out in dainty might. When we change the rules, date feels alright. He doesn't like to lose, so we often choose to find a way he can win so we can't sleep at night. We've been prepared, that's enough, and one is best over the shower shown up, but we did manifest. They're like the futurist, not the communist And I can't say that I am very impressed, no This whole process is making me weary We judge by such outrageous criteria The inconsistency is not a mystery It's all favoritism, not history Though there's only one thing I want to say to you more Enjoy your time at a new media hall Enjoy your victory and be a prick to me But remember that it won't get either of us back on Radio 4 Well, Mate, as long as you feel better that's all I, I care do. about. Much better. That's all I care about. Brilliant. Uh, that's it from us for today. Don't forget you can Thank vote you. on today's stories. If you go online, it's at date underscore fight on Twitter. Or on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash date fight. 
Yes. And uh, thanks very much to all our Patreons for supporting us. If you want mm. to go to patreon.com slash datefight. Well, we're not going to stop you. Nope. I'd make my way over there right now if I were you. I'm not you, but if I were you, that's what I'd be doing. You don't want to miss the precious last few subscriptions. <laughs> okay. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully in less splatty surroundings. Yes. And uh, good luck to you all. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye.